Hello, welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's get right into the good stuff. Today's episode is about comparing ourselves to people. This is something that I do all the time. My mind keeps trying to trick me and tell me that if I could just be more like that one person, that all my problems would go away and I would just be so much happier. It's just not true. It's just not the reality. So in today's episode, we break down some of those reasons why we always find the need to compare ourselves to other people. And we discuss some strategies to avoid falling into those traps, those pitfalls, because really, we're enough. At the end of the day, we are already enough. We have everything we need inside our chest it's just about accessing it as always thank you so much for the love if you reached out if you reposted an episode on your social media then we give you a big audio hug that's how we get the word out that's how we spread our message and if you like today's episode we invite you to share it to more people that you love or that you think could benefit from this content and on another note we are working on new merchandise new bamboo apparel we still have some inventory from our sahara collection in mediums and larges so if you haven't picked up some of these bamboo threads yet and you want to feel for yourself what people are really talking about how they're so soft and so buttery and so smooth head over to our website it's linked in the show notes pick up some of that bamboo swag we appreciate it we love when you're out in the world representing our gear enough about us let's get into the episode Here again with my father, Duran. Hello, hello. Today, we're going to be talking about comparison. I find myself comparing to people all the time, and it's something that I can't stand, but I just, it's automatic. I fall into this comparison trap, and I had this realization that I compare myself to all these people, or I, or I have these mentors on the web that I'm trying to compete with. I realize that I'm kind of like making up in my mind what their lives are looking like, just from the little pieces I see or even from people I know well that are around me like oh, I want to be more like them and I compare myself to them and then it's funny because I realize like you start talking to them or, or you hear more conversations that they've had and it's like they have anxiety too when we compare ourselves to people we make their life the best version it's all in our imagination like it's so far from reality then you actually learn what their lives look like and you're like wow what the hell it's just like what comes up for you when, when you think about how we constantly compare ourselves to people around us and then it's not even an accurate comparison? Yeah, it's a really good subject. I would say that the way I see it is that there is nothing on the outside. There's nobody out there. It's all mirrors of our own inner world. Does it make sense? Yeah, I guess. So if I see someone who's like wildly successful in business... And I'm like, oh, I want to compete. I'm comparing myself to them. I think on every level, when we see something in somebody, it has something to do with us. Negative, positive, it's something to do with our own inner world. And we like to idolize. We all want to get somewhere where we are happy and we're content and everything is wonderful. So we're looking for people around us to find that person that, that we want to be like. And we make up a story in our head that this is what's going on with them. And it's really interesting. We have these movie stars and we have these uh, athletes and all the whatever role model this yeah, society has. Stars. And we really look at their lives afterwards, you know, maybe they get older or they die and they actually expose their lives and they were depressed, they were on pills. Mm -hmm. It's really all in our head. It's stuff that we make up ourselves. And I don't think the perfection is out there. Many, many times we 
idolize certain people ourselves in our life around us we have a friend or someone in our class or someone in or our- a father like for me i'm dealing with the whole thing with you i'm like how to be more like him but i need to not be more like you i need to be more like me yeah you, you don't want my baggage <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonderful story african story about people in the village were complaining to the shaman and they came in and said you know we have a lot of problems we just have a lot of problems. Everybody kept showing up saying, I have a lot of problems. I can't take my problems anymore. I just can't live my life like this anymore. I just have a lot of problems. Everybody else are better, and I have a lot of problems. And he kept hearing from all the village. Like the entire village was complaining. So he collected the whole village and he said, listen, I got a solution. You know the big tree in the middle of the village? Tomorrow morning, everybody pack your problems, hang him on the tree. Okay? So they all get up in the morning, and there's a bunch of problems hanging on the tree. Hmm. He says, now you move around the tree, walk around it, and pick up whatever package of problems you want. Mm. What do you think happened? Everybody took their own problem back. (laughs) They didn't want anybody else's problems. (laughs) So at the end of the day, I think that we are with our bag of problems, bag of issues. And the only way to find relief, healing, and well-being is to look into our own own world. Mm. This is the body we got. This is the childhood we got. This is the life that we have. And that's the only thing that will make us better is looking into our own and idealizing it. If I was like this guy or that person, you don't know what that person has. You don't know what parents he had. You don't know what trauma he has. You don't know anything about them, really. Don't believe Facebook. They just Social media, the, the, the very, perception. Even if you know someone personally, there's a very thin layer, maybe on the outside. You don't know the inner world. Yeah. I I mean, I I struggle so much with comparison. And like one of the things that helps me the most that I always try to come back to is like you compare yourself to these other people, but you don't want their lives. Like you really don't want their lives at the end of the day. And I know that because it's not fully aligned. Like if I woke up in somebody else's body Mm -hmm. or like someone that I look up to. So think about you look up to someone. Yeah. Why don't you want their lives? Because it doesn't have all of the stuff that makes me happy. It's got like one little piece usually... Or a few elements that I'm like, yeah, if I could have those. So why do you idolize them? Because I feel like if I had those things, my life would be so much easier. So it's mostly material? Yeah, probably. I feel good about my like emotional side. But it's like, oh, if I could just have you know, a successful business and money to do that and this. and well, people have that, then people want somebody's look. Yeah. They want somebody's uh, personality. Yeah. You know, I remember um, I was in this class and we were sharing about what do we want to take from people. Like towards the end of the class, we said, okay, I want something from each person. And there was this one guy, he was very quiet and very kind of shy. And he, of course, pointed at the most loud, uh, outgoing person and said, I want want what he has. I want that. And that guy turned to him and said, you don't. (laughs) Trust me, it's not coming from the greatest place. It's a strategy. It's really, you know, I admire you for not talking so much. I'm admiring you for being more thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, people love you for that. I, I feel like I make a lot of noise. You know, it's like the same thing. It's the problems. Everybody wants everybody else's problem, and then they don't. Yeah. So I feel like it's a it's about us really accepting who we are. It's about us accepting our own story, and then letting go of it. So I think the spiritual part of it is knowing who we are, but knowing it's just a story, and we're not a victim to that story, and we have freedom way beyond our story. And maybe that's the whole conclusion here is that with all our problems, all our trauma, all our story in our life, 
it's really about getting to know our story so we know why we are the way we are. Why do I tick this way? Why is like my clock works this way? Why do I respond this way when this happened or that happened? So understand that deeply. Your childhood, your upbringing, your beliefs, deep beliefs of how you approach the world. And once you understand that, I think the idea is to kind of let go of some of it mm. and come to a place of I'm outside of my story, I'm beyond the story. Um, the story doesn't run me. I'm not a victim to my story. I also have a choice to live in a, to, to, to reframe this whole, this whole thing. So things that happened in my past that may look very negative, when I work with people for a while, they start seeing that as actually their biggest gift. Mm. Yeah, and, that's how I felt. About. I was so sensitive growing up that I was like timid from it because everything I did, I felt like rocked my world. So I would just like try to lay super low and I had this curse. And then I realized that's my superpower. I'm so sensitive and aware. I can feel so much. Like double down on that. I feel like everyone in the world, really every person I know, has a superpower or some hidden gift that sometimes they tapped into and they're doing really well with it, and sometimes they completely didn't even realize it. And I talk to people sometimes about it, and they don't even think they have it, and I think that it's, it's, it's just a theory. And I actually would say this. People that had deep trauma or people that had some, some tough story that is usually the rough stone that can turn into a diamond. Yeah. And there is a diamond there. There's a deep understanding. I just had a client recently that realized that her story and all her suffering is actually going to take her to her next mm. thing she's going to do in the world. And she's going to, she's going to make that into her purpose in the world. Mm. And that felt really aligned with her life. And that gave us this kind of big boost through her life. And I think that when we touch those places and we realize who we are, we can take that, that learning into the next level. Take that, that I always say there's, a, there's some sort of a rough stone in there that if we really clean up, it can turn into a diamond and that could be the thing in our life that's mm-hmm. going to drive us into our purpose. And I believe that everybody has one. Yeah. And the issue with us, and I really want to, this is for me the most important thing that we, we have to talk about. Okay, let me turn it off. You gotta take this call. I'm sorry, it's an emergency. Mid podcast call. Hello, Raymond. How are you? Yeah, you not working today? Okay. What time are you working tomorrow? Okay. I'll see you five o'clock tomorrow. Okay. You you were saying the most important thing we should talk about is <laughs> I forgot what it was. Oh God. All right. This is actually. I'm gonna say it again. And if you forget everything about this episode, please remember this. This is really deep life wisdom that I would love for you to accept. You ready? Yeah. It's a big one, right? Okay. Drum roll. Live an ordinary life. The extraordinary is in it. Hmm. That's not me. That's Osho. Live an ordinary life because the extraordinary is close within that ordinary. And if you really live it, you'll understand what I'm saying. We all want to be uh, some stars, successful, and some this and that. This is not the extraordinary. The extraordinary is living an ordinary life, appreciating our life, appreciating everything around us because it's already there. Mm. The beauty is there. The connection is there. The love is there. Everything we need is already there. We keep chasing something that's not there. If I would be successful, I'd be loved. If I'll have the money, I'll be loved. If, if, if. It's right there. 
So just live a simple, ordinary life, and you see that the extraordinary piece is actually in it. Mm, I love that. Beauty of life is in the details. Yes, I think that it's right in front of us all the time. It's like we make all these stories, problems, issues, not to see it. When people really do the deep work about themselves, they come to a place where they heal themselves, things become simpler, not more complicated. They enjoy walking barefoot on the beach Mm -hmm. in the winter and feel the water and feel the sand and looking at the sky. This is where the beauty is. This is really that simplicity. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost you a dime to do that. You don't need the private plane to Hawaii into the five-star hotel. That's not what's going to make you happy. It's you understanding that your connection to the most basic things is the beauty of living. The rest of it is kind of um, shiny things. In the Jewish Kabbalah, they say there's many shiny things in the world. And people get really infatuated with the shiny things. Let's say that it's a watch, Rolex watch, the shiny Rolex watch. You have to, you have, to have it. Or this beautiful car you want to buy, right? It's all these shiny things in the world that you're trying to get. So you save money and you... Go buy your $5,000 Rolex watch. Once you own the watch, the shine disappears. It was only shining until you owned it. When you didn't have it. Once you have it, it's yours, the shine disappears. Now there's another shiny thing you have to go after. But people are also shiny things. And if you touch a human soul, that shine makes your shine bigger. Mm. So that light of somebody else, if you actually connect to them, that will stay with you forever. It will make you a stronger light. There is no real light in those shiny things. The real light is into connection and being in service and being with people and being in connection. That's what actually makes you a stronger light. The simple things. Yes. Really, it's that simple. But that's not what the society is teaching us. And our mission, if we choose to accept it, is to stay determine what is good for us and what is complete marketing and there to actually put us down so mm-hmm. that we keep spending money and effort into getting mm-hmm. and which will never will so what do you think about this we only compare ourselves to the best case of people's lives what if we started comparing ourselves to all the other people in the world who felt like they weren't enough to who felt anxiety during the days like, what if we started comparing ourselves to a f- more full, complete picture of reality? Do you think there's some benefit in... What I'm thinking is it's not that you have to compare yourself. I think you, we are all that. All of us are that. All of us have up days and down days and sad days and happy days and confused days and foggy days. It's, it's, it's not that you need to compare yourself to anything. We are that thing. And I actually feel like we all move through this in waves. Yeah. We all feel a lot of things together. There's, there's uh, what we call a collective consciousness. And we do feel the collective consciousness. There is such a thing that's, that, that is a collective consciousness. We do feel things together. I used to feel in the office when I went into work. Some days you'd go in and you could just see everyone was dragging their feet and they were tired. And it was like everybody or like a lot of people. And then other days you go in... And all of a sudden, everyone's just feeling like super energized and focused. And you, you're like, wow, it's kind of like we're all a big organism feeling it we together. Are, we are one big organism. You know, I had a business. I had a car wash business, right? Yeah. There were days, sunny day, perfect day for car washing, super slow. <laughs> then it'd be the next day, same exact day, tons of people show up. And we don't know why. <laughs> we, we didn't know why. Why was today busy and yesterday wasn't? It was... One for one was exactly the same. 
it's a Tuesday? What? It's a Wednesday? Yeah. It, it's not even that. It's like there's some sort of a way that we are moving together. Right. There's actually a research about this group. They gave a mathematical problem, very complex problem to this group in the East Coast, I think in Boston, and to a group in London. And they came to this conclusion around the same time, within hours of each other, after days of trying to com- complete it. Mm. So I think that we are connected and we do solve problems together. I think in the history of humanity, we figure out that we discovered agriculture, the agriculture yeah. in the same time around the whole world, right? South America, same as the Middle East, same as uh, Europe. Different continents, but like right around the same time, they started to how, how is that? plant things together. Because we do have a connect, collective consciousness. We do develop together. And... Um, we do affect each other greatly. We are so much more connected than we even understand. So yeah. this wanting somebody else's life, it's ignoring your own life. It's ignoring that there is no perfection. There is no perfection in the world. We need to accept our imperfection and start living with that in a more healthy way because we're chasing something that we'll never find hmm. unless we look into ourselves. We're going to only find it in ourselves. It doesn't exist outside. So what are some ways that people can do that? I mean, meditation obviously comes to mind, quieting the noise and understanding. Therapy, meditation, go to Peru, (laughs) do some special medicine there. There are things that can help you reflect into yourself. There are many ways, many techniques in the world to find your story and to try to heal it. Meditation is a wonderful way to do it. It's also a wonderful way to maintain the calmness once mm-hmm. you did find it. Yeah. It's more of a stabilizer into your deep realization. Yeah. My therapist asked me a few years ago, what does Sean actually want? Though I kept bringing up all these forks in the road in my life. Well, what does Sean want? And then I would answer and they're like, mm. "What? but is that what Sean wants? Like who, who's authentic Sean? What is, and I remember the first time I asked that it was, I was like, I don't even know how to answer that. Who, what does authentic Sean even mean? And after years of like trying to listen, now I have a better understanding of like, okay, authentic Sean doesn't want that. He wants this. And so it's that deep listening, looking within, having the patience, knowing that we're not perfect and better understanding who we are and how we fit into this mosaic of life. 